And thank you, team. We're going to stay in God's presence. We're going to bless the children before they go out for a little while uh, to do their activities in the uh, in the kids' room. But uh, if you have a, a child near you, can I borrow you? Would that be all right? Just place a hand on the child nearest you who's ready to go out. <laughs> we say, Father, we bless these wonderful children. Yeah, if you want to bless your spouse and send them out like a kid, that's fine too. <laughs> but Father, we bless these kids because we want to be like them when we grow up. We want to enter the kingdom of God like children. And so as they go and enjoy some fun together with Miss Laura now, would you continue to speak to them and use them to speak to us? In Jesus' name, amen. All right, kids, Miss Laura's over here, and she's got some wonderful stuff planned for you. And um, I'm aware that a, a bunch of you maybe didn't hear at the very beginning that we were to come up at any point during the worship for communion, but I'm going to open the table at the end of the meeting as well for those who missed out on that. We don't want anybody to miss out on receiving the elements each week because it's a symbol of our, of our oneness. It's our unity in, in, in God. And it won't bother me if you go and get it right now. Yeah, go right ahead. <laughs> um, so uh, we will do that. I'd like us to uh, make our financial declaration. We haven't done this for a couple of weeks now, but we... Um, uh, we love to declare together how faithful God is and why we give, um, because uh, as we give to God, what we're doing is saying, this is where my heart is. My heart's in the kingdom of God. My heart's in what God is doing. And so as we agree together, uh, that's when, um, I'm waiting for it to come up behind me. There it is. Thank you. Um, we agree together and God uses our agreement to take us deeper into his plans for us, not just with money, but with everything of our lives. So could we say this together and, uh, and then we'll pass the baskets. So, Father, you have purposed to make all grace abound to us so that we always have all sufficiency in all things. I agree with your purposes and I willingly submit to your invitation to align my finances with your plans. So my financial giving will start with returning the tithe to the storehouse where you've placed me and where you feed me. In addition, I choose to be generous and give to meet the needs of others here, to sow bountifully, trusting that you will see to it that I reap bountifully. And as I sow into the family you're building with money, time, and energy, I ask you to strengthen the wall of love around us and lead us as we gather others who are seeking the values you've entrusted to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, I know a lot of you give online or through the app, and uh, thank you for that. Welcome back, Kay. <laughs> I had a couple of weeks where Kay wasn't able to be with us, but uh, I've missed you passing the baskets around. <laughs> this is great. So Kay's going to pass the baskets for those who have their, their tithes and offerings to, to give today in person. Uh, thank you to those who give online or through the app. Uh, the stuff's on the screen there. If you're giving with uh, cash and you need a receipt, make sure you grab an envelope off the tables uh, to do that if you want a receipt. And... Uh, all that we give makes possible all that God wants to do. And uh, that's, actually, I'm not sure I need that. Let me just grab my iPad. And I'll just see if I can wander around with it instead. Oops.
There we go. I want to give you just a couple of little keys this morning to how to stay in that sense of God's presence that we've been enjoying together. Because I don't know about you, but I love when we sense God's presence in our gathering. And I love when we are able to take the, 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 the they are steps, but I don't want to make it sound like, you know, these are the three things you must do. There's none of that about it. It's more like a gift. But, but if you think about Christmas time, when there's, when there's a gift under the tree, you actually have to get out of your seat and go and pick it up and see that it's for you and then open it. So that's what these steps are that I want to talk about just for a few minutes this morning. And then I want to throw it out to you and let's use the, uh, the wisdom of the room for us all to learn together. You see, God meets with us when we meet together like this, doesn't he? And I love that. And so we want to cultivate that sense of God's presence and we want to focus on our foundations. Those of you who've been here through the summer will know that we've just completed a series on building and gathering. We were looking at Nehemiah and the walls of Jerusalem and how Nehemiah led the people to create a safe place to bring more people into so that they could meet with God, so that they could recommit themselves to God, so that they could experience God's presence. And there were enemies, weren't there, as we looked at Nehemiah. There was stuff we had to resist and stuff we had to reject. And like, no, I'm not going to come and talk to you. And no, you don't have any part in this uh, because you're not in the line of what God's doing. But all of us as human beings are chosen by God and, and, and created by God to be in relationship with him. And so the place that we're building is a place for everyone to be welcome. But the world doesn't build a safe place, does it? It doesn't build a safe place for us to meet with God like we've been doing together this morning. And team, that was beautiful, just to give us that, that experience of God being right here and putting his arms around us and enjoying our love poured out to him. That's where we want to stand. That's where we want to live. If you were here last weekend, um, Andy and Ganilla were with us, our friends from, from uh, Somerville, talking about the, the importance of us recognizing that we're sons and daughters of God, but living in weakness and vulnerability. <laughs> Not in strength and having it all together, but living in weakness and vulnerability. And that set me thinking, because our purpose as a church family is to help all of God's weak children. That's you and me, right? <laughs> Anybody here feel weak? Uh-huh, yeah. I, I would raise a hand, but I've got something in both hands here. But um, God, to help each of God's children to live connected, healthy, fruitful lives. That's what we're here for, um, because we're a family. We're a body. Um, <laughs> I was just thinking about this the other day. That you get to a certain stage, and some of you don't know this yet, but you get to a certain stage of life where each morning you can do a kind of inventory. Which bit hurts today? <laughs> and there are parts to our bodies that are weaker than others. And so if you just said, yeah, I, I feel weak, that's okay. It means you belong in the body. 
And then there are parts of our body that are stronger than others. And if you look around you, there may well be people in this room who look to you stronger than you are. But I want to tell you this, that when you look around the room, people look at you and see you as stronger than them in other areas. Because you see, it's only as we mix it all up and put everybody together that we become the body. Right? Look at your body for a second. Don't take your clothes off, but look at your body for a second. You know, you've got fingers and toes and arms and legs and a head. You know, there's different parts to your body, but God has put it all together in a beautiful way to make you, you. And we as a church family are the body of Christ. So, how do I say this without sounding judgmental and negative? I don't know. Maybe I'll just say it and you can take it for what it is. Sadly, church too often has become more like a corporation than a family. I'm not pointing at any particular church, but all of us have been in settings where it's felt more like a corporation than a family in the past. And I want to promise you that if ever you feel that here, you are to go out the back and find a two-by-four or a baseball bat, come and find me and hit me. Because it's not the way God intended it. Church is family. Church is a body, not a corporation, not an organization. Church is not a place. Church is not an event. This is only church because we're here. It's not church because it's Sunday morning. It's not church because it's 220 Ronnie Court. It's not church because there's a meeting happening. It's church because you're here. And I'm here. We are here. This is church. We could be in the parking lot. We have been on many occasions. You know, we, we could be somewhere else entirely except we meet here so that we all know where to meet. <laughs> but we don't meet here because this building is special. We meet here because these people are special. We come because we, we treasure and value one another. Let me read something off of our website. <laughs> Did you know this was on our website? Church is people. We value community and believe God places us in family. We want you to find the place where you can become all God created you to be. We encourage you to pursue connection with others and we prioritize loving discipleship, which we define as follow me as I follow Jesus. We invite you to be part of this family. Now, I'm glad I'm part of this family, and I'm glad you're part of this family, whether you're a temporary part of the family because you're visiting, or if you're a part of the family because God has rooted you here. God has a universal destiny for every one of us. Did you know that? That's where what I said at the beginning came from. It's from John 15. Why don't you take a look at that with me if you've got your Bible with you, or if you've got it on your phone. John 15, says, Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. And every branch in me that doesn't bear fruit he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit he prunes that it may bear more fruit. And you are already clean because of the word which I've spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. 
I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. And I'm going to jump to verse 8. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. So you're a branch. And our goal is that you be a fruitful branch. And the way that our branches are fruitful is by doing exactly what we've just been doing together. Gathering with Jesus and with one another. Worship, love, receiving his spirit, allowing him to fill us, to speak truth to us. And that's why I said we exist for every one of God's children to be connected and healthy and fruitful. Because what Jesus says here is unless you're connected, you're not going to bear fruit. And then I'm going to prune off the bits that are not healthy so that you can bear more fruit. And then you will be fruitful. So I want to focus on that. And I want you to see this. The enemy targets those three things. Because it frightens him when we set ourselves to be connected, healthy, and fruitful. <laughs> it's like, oh no! <laughs> We're losing this one! But God intends for us to be connected, healthy, and fruitful. I heard a report the other day that says that people who are clever, you know, psychologists and psychiatrists and people who understand how humans are wired say that every human being needs to hear or know or believe three things about themselves in order to be healthy. The first is you belong. The second is you're safe. And the third thing is that you matter. Does that resonate with anybody? <laughs> I think that's true, isn't it? Well, guess what? That's exactly what God means when he says we're to be connected, healthy, and fruitful. Because if I'm connected, then I know that I belong. If I'm healthy, then I know that I'm safe. And if I'm fruitful, then I know that I matter. And those three things go together so that God's universal destiny for every human being is the same. Connected, healthy, and fruitful. You'd think that church would be easy once you figured that out. But it ain't. <laughs> it's not easy to have church or to lead church. Just being very transparent here. <laughs> because look around you. Every person in this room is different. Yeah, there's a universal destiny that God has for every human being to be connected, healthy, and fruitful. But the way that looks is different for you than it is for you. And it's different for you than it is for me. Every one of us has our own unique version of what that looks like. And so there's a tension, isn't there? We want to make sure that we create a place where everybody can be connected, healthy, and fruitful. But we want you to walk that out in the way that's unique to you. Now guess who can make that happen best? 
Holy Spirit, good job. Because he knows you better than we know you. <laughs> Guess what? He knows you better than you know you. I wonder how many of us have ever had the experience of feeling cornered by God. Okay, yeah, one or two. <laughs> I hear those chuckles from around the room. That's because Holy Spirit knows what I need better than I do. <laughs> and sometimes he'll put me in a setting where I have to face something about myself or learn something that's of benefit to me to help me step into the uniqueness of how I express that connected, healthy, fruitful. So I would say... And this is where I want to throw it open to the room. I would say that every one of us has the opportunity to help other people be more connected and more healthy and more fruitful by acknowledging that what God wants to do with you maybe almost certainly is different from what God wants to do with me. Therefore, as a church family, we want what's right for you, not what's right just on paper. We want to see that uniqueness expressed. So let me ask you this, and let me throw it open. What does connected look like? In the family of God, what does it look like to be connected? Wisdom of the room. Pat. Accepting differences, yeah, because I can't be connected to you unless I accept that, that you're different from me and, you're, you know, and you accept that I'm different from you. That's good. Then we can be connected and different. Like it? What else? What does it look like to be connected? Joined together. Okay. How does that happen, Helen? You don't talk a lot in church, that's okay. <laughs> I'm glad you did talk because we've all learned something from what you just said. Joined together. I would offer that the way I've seen it work with you and us is that you show up and you're real and you let us see the real so that we can feel joined to you and care about you and you care about us and we know you care about us. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah, love it. Thank you. John? Having a common love for the Lord. Yes. So here's a key. I can't be connected to you unless we're both connected to him. <laughs> right? The closer we both get to him, the closer we'll get to one another. Right? Now that works in a marriage, of course, for those of us who are married. Uh, but it works in wider relationships too the closer to him we get the closer we get to one another yeah so if i can help you get closer to jesus then we can get closer to one another too i love that and that's what we see happening again and again what else does connected look like time with others that care yes for sure because connected takes time doesn't it there has to be the time for that to happen. That's why I we, we try and finish by noon, roughly, so that there's time for you all to connect before you have to go off somewhere else.
That's why we try and serve coffee beforehand. So maybe you'd like to show up a few minutes early and connect with people before we start. <laughs> All it, it takes time, and we want to give time, even when we're gathered in the meeting time itself, for us to have time with one another. Annette. Amen. Did you catch that? Hands up who's happy that Annette's here. Everybody, yes, exactly. Why wouldn't we be, right? <laughs> but that's connection, isn't it? Wonderful. That's a very deep piece of wisdom there. If you don't feel that, you're not connected. Now, it doesn't mean you can't be connected become connected, but if you don't feel it, it means you're not yet connected. And that's an important thing. So, sorry, Nancy, go ahead. That's good. So you spot other people's passion and, and you at least go, yay, go for it. If not, hey, how can I join in? Yeah, both. That's great. I love it. Carol? Yeah. Right. So happy that you are here, sad when you're not here, for sure. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, uh, Absolutely, it is. It's a longing for that connection. Can I say from the front, you know, I get to stand up here every week except for the odd week when we're not here. I look around the room and I do miss the ones who are not here. And I have to battle that feeling <laughs> so that I can focus on the ones who are here and be glad you are here. You know, I'm always glad the ones who are here. <laughs> but yes, if you're not here, we miss you because there's a connection. So let me ask you this, and we'll have a, a second or two for you to reflect on it. How does God want you to grow in connectedness this week? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Now, let's not twist this around. Okay, don't hear this through corporation speak. We're not saying we're taking attendance and we'll frown on you if you don't show up or, or that you lose your value if you don't get here every week. No, no. There are people who are not here today for all kinds of very good reasons. Some are actually doing you know, kingdom outreach stuff. Some have got to go to work so they can keep their jobs, and, you know, whatever. There's all kinds of reasons, but we treasure when folks come together, when we're connected in that way. Let's move on and ask another question, because I've already I've almost exhausted my self-imposed time limit. What does healthy look like? <laughs> we want you to be connected, healthy, and fruitful. What does healthy look like? Prayer, going forth, yeah. So that we're, we're expressing our connection with God whenever we're together. I like that. 
right? So when there's already been connection, we're then lifting those folks up to the Lord and asking God to do good things in the lives of those we feel connected to. But what does healthy look like for you in you? Jennifer? I love that. So joy is a symptom of health. That's good. Crystal? Doing the things that you love. Yeah? So there's a second thing, bringing others with you. Yeah? But the more healthy I've become, the more I've wanted others to, to experience God with me and to, to draw them in, you know. Uh, so, yeah, that's good. Cynthia? Mm -hmm. Ooh. <laughs> Can you preach next week? <laughs> let, me, let me do my best to repeat that. <laughs> Pruning. Yielding to God when he wants to chop something off <laughs> that's, not, that's not the best for you so that what is good grows more, uh, you know? And, and the way he does that, guess what? <laughs> it's not usually just a private thing between you and God locked away in the bathroom somewhere, is it? Okay, when God wants to prune something, it's usually that I'm involved and you're involved and, you know, you upset me or I upset you or we've got to go to God together to figure something out, isn't it? Yeah, I love that. I hate it, but I love it. <laughs> Thank you. That's very important, isn't it? So when there's conflict, notice we said when there's conflict. Very important point, Jennifer. You know, and there will be conflict. We will rub against one another <laughs> because none of us is perfect. Is anybody in this room perfect? Let's just check for a second. Okay, mate. <laughs> just make sure I'm not preaching to the wrong crowd here. But <laughs> because we're imperfect still, we will... R not yet, exactly. Yes. We're all going to get there one day, but then we'll be so caught up with Jesus we won't care about the rest. <laughs> but we are all imperfect. But here's the great news. As Cynthia said, God's going to use that for my health. Even when I get something wrong and I offend you or I upset you or whatever, if you've got the courage to say, hey, I'm not just going to march out of here and tell everybody what a useless church catch the fire is. I'm going to actually come and talk to you and let's resolve that then God can use that to actually bring greater health for both of us, which is beautiful. So, yeah, thank you. I'm serious. Can you preach one day? <laughs> what else does healthy look like? Anybody else want to jump in on that? And I've got one more question after that. But uh, what else does healthy look like?
I would offer you one more thing. Healthy looks like what's going on inside my heart and inside my head gets increasingly lined up with what God says. That's a journey. It's a journey I've been on for, good Lord, 40 years. <laughs> but it's a journey. And I haven't reached the destination yet. That's the not yet that Annette was talking about. But when what's going on in my heart and what's going on in my head is increasingly lined up with what God says, that's what health looks like. And that's why what Cynthia said is so important. Yeah, because we help one another with that. Nancy, you had something to add to that? That's very important wisdom, okay? Be patient with the process and learn to enjoy where you're at. Yeah, I've seen you live that. That's beautiful, thank you. <laughs> but at the same time, recognize that you've got a ways to go still and be open for whenever God wants to move that forward. So. Before I ask my final question, let's do our homework as well. Just be quiet for a second and close your eyes and say, God, what's my next step to be healthier? What's my next step to be healthier? Yeah, those of you who didn't hear that, Annette said you have to come to a point where you agree with the Word of God, which was the point I was making about what's going on in my heart and what's going on in my head lines up with what God is saying. And until I can agree with the Word of God, I'm always going to have um, conflict, dis-ease, unhealth, <laughs> if that's a word, in my life because righteousness isn't some external standard of how perfect you are it's how lined up with God you are and it's a gift <laughs> where, where God gets hold of you and sometimes pulls you into line <laughs> helps you get lined up with him so my final question is what does fruitfulness look like if we want everybody to be connected, healthy, and fruitful, what does fruitfulness look like? You could preach that again, sister. That's wonderful. Yes, the fruit of the Spirit from Galatians. Love, joy, peace, patience. Yeah, you know them. Or if you don't, you can look them up. All of those things. Um, so let me ask you, did you bring that with you when you came to faith, or did it happen after? You got that after, okay. <laughs> and you got it in a, in a, in a big download, it's, uh, it's evident for those of us who know you. 
you carry a lot of that. In fact, many of you looking around the room, there's a lot of that fruit, and I love that. That is fruitfulness, yes. Okay, expand that for me, Walt. Right. That is such an important piece of information for you to grasp. You need to be you. Know what fruit you are, he said. Yeah? <laughs> or what kind of nut you are, whatever. <laughs> Not you, I was pointing at me. <laughs> because it's vital that you become more you and not try to be somebody else. <laughs> so thank you, that's very helpful. John? Yes, that is a very good point. So each one of us is to be the part that we're designed to be. That's good. JW. Nourishing others is fruitfulness, for sure. Yes, because your purpose in life is not just for you. It's for the people you're sent to, the people who are around you, the people you're called to. That's another aspect of fruitfulness, isn't it? Anybody else want to unpack that further for me? Awesome. So transparency, sharing what God has already done in me, helps other people. That is such an important part of fruitfulness. Thank you, Cynthia. That's really good. Yes, Nancy. Excellent. Excellent. In fact, that's probably a great place to wrap it up. <laughs> we get into a great deal of trouble when we try and do ministry without health. But fruitfulness is the outflow of our health. And God wants every one of us to be more healthy. So our commitment to one another is that we watch out to keep our church family, this gathering, our relationships, we guard the, the, the three things that God has placed at the heart of what church really is. We want to stay connected and grow in connection. We want to stay healthy and grow more healthy and help each other grow more healthy. And we want to be fruitful, which is sharing our fruit with others 
and letting God do in us what only he can do. That's a very important point. Thank you. Right. You cannot be healthy if there's no output. That's true. So there has to be output as well as input. An old pastor of mine used to say, input without output equals stay put. <laughs> and we don't want that, do we? You know, there are two seas, two lakes in the land of Israel. There's the Sea of Galilee and there's the Dead Sea. You know what the difference is? The Sea of Galilee has an outflow. And the Dead Sea doesn't. So we want to be the Sea of Galilee, right? Where there's lots of fish. <laughs> not the Dead Sea. So can we stand together if you're able to stand? If you're not able to stand, don't feel embarrassed. But let's stand together. Because I want to pray and then I'm just going to remind you again that the communion table is open if you haven't already received the body and blood of our Lord Jesus. So let's hold our hands open to him. And say, Lord, we want to be fruitful. So would you make us more healthy? And to make us more healthy, would you increase our connection? And would you grace us by your Holy Spirit to be the kind of church family where the world can find you? In Jesus' name. Amen. And now I release you to minister to one another in whatever way you want. Have a wonderful week. We will see you back on Wednesday for prayer and next Sunday for our next meeting. God bless you.